Welcome to Season 2 of the Whole Bunch of Cattails podcast. My name is Sabrina Lee, and I'll be your host. Be sure to catch up on all the latest episodes wherever you stream. This season explores the Cat Committee's fictional shenanigans, true story about the Cat Committee, and a weekly letter to Grayson, my daughter who's at college, dating her on the weekly happenings of the cats. Check out the beacon link in the notes for YouTube videos of the cats and all other social media associated with Whole Bunch of Cats. Interested in a collaboration with Whole Bunch of Cats? Reach out via any social media platform. And now, without further ado, let me tell you a cat story. Previously on Cat Shenanigans Willow, Black Cat, and Izzy, the Great Tabby, had ventured off to the park to see Willow's original home. They'd be gone a week, and in the meantime, Bob, the neighborhood stray black cat, was staying at our house and fooling the humans into thinking he was Willow. (laughs) There was also a litter of three bunnies living in the basement of the house, unbeknownst to me and anyone else living here. The bunnies split their time between the laundry room a tunnel through the bathroom, and Skylar's bedroom. Skylar is the youngest of my three kids. They're a senior in high school and gone much of the time. Jaden is the middle child who's recently started a full-time job working overnights, so when he is home, he's sleeping. (sighs) Grayson, the oldest, shares a room with Skylar, but is away at college completing her degree. She's hardly home even for a visit. Besides Willow and Izzy, other members of the cat committee include Bertie, the ginger tabby, who brought the bunnies into the house after she chased off their mom. There's the orange brothers, Bamboo and Yoda. Bamboo has learned to meow like Willow in an attempt to fool the humans. Lila, the stubby-legged, hot-bellied gray tabby. Scarlet, the majestic porty manx. And Sushi, the Siamese pip of a cat, round out the committee. Chapter 8 Willow was gone for not even a day when Calamity struck back at home. (gasps) One of the rabbits hopped right into the sump pump. Thankfully, it hadn't rained in a really long time, so the tank was dry, but somehow the rabbit had managed to get tangled up in the plastic tubing attached to the sump pump. (gasps) They were completely stuck. Basement consists of Jane's bedroom on one side, a small hall with Skylar's room at the other end. In between, there's a laundry room and a bathroom, both attached to the hall. When you walk into the laundry room, there's a barrel in the concrete floor that acts as the sump pump case. It's really an old trash can that's been buried in the ground with a flimsy lid on top to keep anyone from falling into it. (laughs) Sump pump sits in the tank and a black tube attaches to the pump and to the pipe in the ceiling that takes the water out of the house. The lid to the sump pump tank is flimsy and clearly not doing its job. (laughs) Next to the hole is a tunnel. That's where the bunnies sleep, as it's out of sight of any human's eyes, and it's also how they go back and forth between laundry room and Skylar's bedroom without being seen. During the day, while Skylar's at school, the bunnies hang out in the bedroom. The house is a reverse one and a half, so there are two big windows that allow sunlight for the bunnies. They enjoy sunlight, even though they live inside. So there they were, hopping around in Skylar's room, enjoying the sunshine. 
when they heard the garage door go up. One of them thought Skylar was coming home from school early, really early, because Skylar had just left a few minutes before. So the three of them hopped back into the tunnel and into the laundry room. It was their exercise time, and while they preferred hopping in the big bedroom, they just used the laundry room. Not too long ago, Jaden and I had to replace the sump pump, and we didn't put the lid to the tank on snugly. As one of the bunnies hopped on the lid, it tipped, and then they fell into the tank. (gasps) They were so startled, they started thrashing around trying to get out. Unfortunately, the black tubing wrapped around the bunny, and the more they fought, the more stuck they got. Poor bunny. The other two peeked over the side and saw their sibling tangled in the tubing on the bottom of the tank. Oh no! They started scratching at the door to get out of the laundry room and get some help. Thankfully, Scarlet happened to be passing by on her way to the shelf in the bedroom closet. Her favorite sleeping spot. The bunnies are always quiet. I knew something was wrong. Jeepers creepers. She ran into the bedroom, then through the tunnel. Scarlet was very familiar with the tunnel. When she first moved in with us, she'd gotten stuck in it. Or at least I thought she was stuck. Truth was, she just didn't want to come out. (laughs) Through the tunnel she went. As she came out on the other side, she could see two of the bunnies peeking over the side of the pit. I knew what had happened, but peeked over myself to assess the situation. Scarlet was going to need more help to untangle the bunny. Since the laundry room door was closed, she went back through the tunnel and upstairs to get assistance. Willow and Izzy were gone. Bob was new, and while she liked him, she wasn't sure yet if he could be trusted with the bunnies. He didn't want him to eat them. (gasps) Bamboo, Lila, and Birdie hadn't come back inside after being let out after breakfast. That left Sushi and Yoda. Unfortunately, unless they got the laundry room door open, Yoda couldn't do much. She was too thick to fit through the tunnel. Scarlet told Sushi it was up to her to help. I was more than happy to help. Yoda tagged along in case there was anything he could do. While he couldn't get into the laundry room, he could sit outside the door and distract any human who might be trying to do the laundry. The garage door had just gone up, which is why the bunny went back through the tunnel. Someone was coming inside. They might be doing the laundry. They weren't. Turned out it was just Jaden coming home from work. He went downstairs and straight to his room to sleep. Yoda saw him and he saw Yoda, but the cats are weird and Jaden didn't bother to investigate. There was no noise coming from the laundry room, so no reason for him to go into the room. (laughs) In the meantime... Sushi went into the laundry room, through the tunnel, and looked into the barrel. There was one bunny, all tangled up, just like Scarlet had said. The other two bunnies were hopping back and forth through the laundry room, trying not to panic. There was a lot at stake here. If the cats couldn't free the bunny, a human would find out and move all the bunnies out of the house. Then they might also figure out that Bob wasn't Willow and kick him out, too. Meanwhile, I was upstairs deciding on my plans for the day. 
I decided I actually did need to do a load of laundry and also needed to vacuum the stairs. As I took the vacuum down each stair, Yoda stayed right in front of the laundry room door. Weird, I thought, because usually he runs off. As I got to the bottom, he stared at me. I walked up to the door and tried to push him out of the way. Hey, buddy, you need to do the wash. Scarlet and Sushi slid the tank lid over the pit, and the free bunnies, along with Sushi and Scarlet, hid in the tunnel. I opened the door after Yoda finally moved, put clothes in the wash, and left the room, closing the door behind me. I went upstairs, and Yoda told Sushi and Scarlet they had about 45 minutes until the wash needed to be switched. Scarlet slid the lid off the tank and looked inside. I told the bunny to be still, and Sushi and I were able to move the tubing just enough that the bunny could get free. Then, Sushi scrubbed the bunny out of the pit. Scarlet and Sushi led the bunnies into Skylar's room through the tunnel, then walked out into the hall. Bunnies knew how to push the door closed, giving them the freedom of the room for the rest of the day until Skylar got home from school. Meanwhile, I switched the wash, never realizing a bunny had been stuck in the sump pump tank even an hour before. <laughs> After I finished laundry, I went to the front door and let Bamboo, Bob, and Birdie inside. All three ran to the food bowl to eat while I went about my day, never knowing that Bob was not Willow. Jeepers creepers. That first night, the cat committee met in the garage to talk about the day's events. Besides the bunny fiasco, the rest of the day was pretty uneventful. Bob had come in and out with Bamboo a couple of times, and I never suspected a thing. Bamboo, being able to mimic Willow's meow, was working like a charm. Yoda asked if there was any new business to be discussed, and Sushi piped up. I'm tired of everyone else getting to go outside. I want to go out, too. Sushi and Scarlet are the only two indoor cats. Scarlet isn't interested in going outside. The only time she's gotten out, it took her forever to be brave enough to come back in. Thankfully, Izzy found her, meowed so loud, Skylar and I woke up and went out to coax her inside. After being scared to death for over a week outside, she decided to stay in from now on. Sushi, on the other hand, has only been outside a time or two for a few seconds. She runs out, and I run after her, grab her, and bring her back into the house. She's Skylar's cat, and Skylar wants Sushi to be an indoor cat. Boo! The cats thought for a minute. They had questions. Was Sushi wanting to be let out by me? There was no way that was going to happen. So was she wanting to sneak out? Where would she go? The committee thought the humans would notice if Sushi was gone for any amount of time at all. Bob thought all cats should be free. And he said he'd help Sushi however he could. Great. Just what we needed. Another caper. One thing to know about Sushi is she's been with us since she was a few weeks old. She was the smallest of the litter we were fostering and the most timid. The thought of her being outside for any length of time without trying to come back inside was laughable. Just because she thought she wanted to go outside didn't mean that once she got there, she'd be okay with it. But the cats all knew this, too. What if Sushi got out, a human didn't know, 
and she wanted to come back inside but couldn't. That could really be traumatizing for her. I was brave enough to rescue a bunny. I'm brave enough to go outside. I understood. I love going out on the back deck to get some sun. But sometimes Mom does forget, and I'm out there much longer than I'd prefer. I'm also not scared outside. I won't be scared. So the committee talked through different ideas. Let her out the garage, the same way they had let Willow out in his inn on different occasions. Have Sushi run out the door when Mom opened it. If Sushi ran out the back door onto the deck, there are no steps down. The other cats jump about ten feet down to the back door steps, then can go the rest of the way down. Sushi is afraid of heights. When I first was let out to the back deck, I didn't jump down. It's why Mom let me out. She knew if I was on the deck, I couldn't bite anyone. Sushi liked the idea of being on the deck. It was safe and it was outside. Now how were the cats going to convince me, and more importantly Skylar, to let her outside for a little while? They'd think about a plan and meet back the next night to discuss it. As they were ending the meeting, Bob said, Um, I love it here. Thank you all for being so welcoming. When Willow gets home, they'd like to figure out a way to stay. The other cats enjoyed Bob, too. They were open to the idea. But how were they going to pull off keeping Bob permanently? Would they have to tell me? Would I agree to keep him, too? We already had eight cats in the cat committee. Did we have nine? Or would it make more sense to continue to have Bob and Willow take turns inside? Maybe Willow was having a great time and would want to go back more often. There was always the bed in the garage. Even if only one black cat could sleep inside, there was a comfortable alternative nearby. As they ended the meeting, they agreed tomorrow night there would be two items on the agenda. First, how could they convince Skylar to let Sushi be outside sometimes? Second, how would they keep Bob around? Be sure to tune in in two weeks to hear what happens. Will Bob be able to stay in the house? Will Willow want to return from the park? How much fun is he having? What happens when someone calls animal control? All this and more on the next episode of Cat Shenanigans. And now, a word from our sponsor. Hope, that's us. Willow here, and this podcast is brought to you by a whole bunch of cats, or specifically, members of the cat committee and mom. Mom does the writing, recording, editing, and producing. The cats are doing the laying around and being adorable. They make it easy for mom to tell our stories and even make some up. (laughs) Here's a mostly true cat story. The weather is changing and it's getting warmer outside. I'll often leave my bedroom window open during the day so the inside cats can get some fresh air. Sometimes I remember to close the window before I go to sleep. Sometimes I don't. On this particular night, I left the window open. It wasn't cold outside and I enjoy the fresh air too. Early the next morning, around 5 a.m., I woke up because I heard crazy meowing over and over and over. I try to go back to sleep, but the cat just won't stop. I'm sure it's Willow, and he really wants to go outside. I assume he'd been left inside all night. 
I also thought he'd stop eventually. He did not. Finally, I get up to let Willow outside. As I stumble out of bed and open the bedroom door, it actually sounds like the meows aren't as loud. That's weird. I guess they'd get louder. I step out of my room into the dark and start wandering through the house. I can't find Willow anywhere upstairs. He's never downstairs, so I realize he's actually not inside. I still faintly hear the meowing. So now I'm assuming one of the cats is downstairs making quite a racket. I'm now positive it's, it's not Willow. Oh, one of the cats got stuck in the basement. Sometimes a cat will sleep in Skylar's room, and Skylar will shut their door, dropping him inside. Or sometimes a cat unintentionally gets stuck in the laundry room. If someone is doing laundry, we often close the door on our way out of the room, not realizing the cat has managed to sneak inside. So I go to the top of the stairs and start the descent to the basement to free whoever is causing so much racket. Now my house is a reverse one and a half. This means that halfway down the stairs to the basement, there's a small landing and a back door. As I go past the landing, I notice the meowing has stopped. Still though, I don't want to get back upstairs in bed just to be woken up again. I'm determined to free the cat. First, I open the laundry room door, nothing. Then I go down the hall to Skylar's room. The door is open. No cat anywhere. As I turn around, I'm now opening the bathroom door, the storage room door, and my son's door. No stuck cat. No unstuck cat. There are no cats downstairs. When I start to go back upstairs, the meowing starts again. Only this time, it's definitely coming from upstairs. I get about two steps up and realize that the meowing is coming from outside. The reason it sounded so loud in my room was because my bedroom window faces the backyard, where Yoda has been screaming his head off for who knows how long. I also realized that not only had I heard him, I bet the neighbors had heard him too. His sound travels and it's so loud. Yoda, you were outside all night, I say as I open the door and the chonk comes strolling in like he's been neglected for years. He does stop his ridiculous crying though, although I thought it was annoying and the neighbors probably hated hearing him. In the end, it's what got him let back inside. At the same time, I have so many questions running through my head at five in the morning. Are any of the other cats stuck outside? Where's Bamboo, his brother? And of course, how upset are the neighbors? Did they hear him all night? How long was he making so much noise? Most of these questions I'll never know. The neighbors are pretty great around here. Everyone understands the occasional mishap of leaving your cat outside by accident. But I did figure out that every other cat who was supposed to be inside was in fact inside. When I walked upstairs calling Bamboo's name, I hadn't seen him yet. And usually the boys go out and in together. There he was, sitting on the recliner, looking like the cat that ate the canary. I wonder if he knew his brother had been outside all night. I have a sneaky suspicion Bamboo might have tricked Yoda. They usually get along, but who knows how one brother was left outside while the other was not. Regardless, I vowed to do a much thorough head count each night before bed. Thanks everyone so much for listening. To see the cats in action, be sure to visit any of their social media sites listed in the notes. For longer videos, be sure to check out Whole Bunch of Cats YouTube channel. And now, a weekly letter to my kid at college, updating her on the unfolding drama of The Cat Committee, also known as What They've Done This Week to Entertain Me.
Dear Grayson, Hope you had a great spring break in Florida. I only wish the weather here was as nice. Although we have had a few really nice days, I was able to let most of the cats outside. Lila has enjoyed her freedom the most. You know how usually she only goes out to the back deck? Well, she decided to try going out the front door. She seemed excited to go out with the other cats, quickly realized it wasn't her normal place to be. She wandered around the front, and when I opened the door to let her in, she didn't understand it was to the house. Eventually, she very trepidatiously made her way back inside like it was her first time ever in the house. (laughs) Speaking of cats being outside, Yoda has been spending a lot of time in the backyard. He's actually starting to lose a little weight, which I think is good for him. Helps him feel better, better for his hips, but he's still a chunky guy to be sure. The other day, I was watching him from my bedroom window trying to hunt. He was trying to get a bird who was in the creek. The poor bird was just trying to get a drink, or maybe a bath. And thump, Yoda tried to jump on him. He wiggled his tail and launched about an inch off the ground toward the bird. His legs aren't quite strong enough to properly propel him through the air to catch his prey. The bird flew away and Yoda landed in the creek splash. He jumped out of the creek to the bank on the other side and ran up the hill. I laughed so hard. At least he's trying. So this morning, I had the front door open, and I heard a knock on the glass door. Sushi was laying on the bed and jumped down with me to go investigate. At the door was Bamboo banging his head on the door, demanding to be let inside. I open the door for him, and he runs Birdie and Yoda too. Lately, it feels like most of my day is spent letting the cats inside and outside. Although I'm not complaining... It's nice they can get outside and have fresh air. I think it helps them get along, or at least not fight when they're inside. They expend a lot of energy running around out there. When they come inside, they just want to eat and go to sleep. (laughs) Safe travels back home. Make good choices. Love, Mom. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Whole Bunch of Cat Tales. New episodes are released every other Tuesday. In the meantime, you can catch up on all the episodes wherever you stream. Creating a podcast takes more than just me. I use Buzzsprout to host the podcast and academic sound for both music and sound effects. If you're interested in podcasting, referral links are in the notes. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, reach out via social media or email a whole bunch of cats at gmail.com. Thanks for your support. Have a great week. Make good choices. Love. The Cat Committee.